Artcentric Podcast with Rafi and Klee. Hola, you amazing artists. It's Rafi and Klee. And today in this podcast, we're going to talk about um, a certain question that we got about either being too old or too young to pursue an art career and the stigma that revolves around age. Yeah. I think that this is definitely a topic that needs to be talked about. I know that we've covered this briefly in mm-hmm. some of our videos, but I am very interested in talking about this. And as always, for anybody that's listening to this, we have our awesome rogues here with us. So I want to give a big shout out to Tina, Linda, Sarah, Kiri, Samson, uh, Kirkman, Elizabeth, Ginny. They are here and we are going to, they're going to chime in whenever they have some of their brilliance to chime in with Mm -hmm. and let's get this party started. Yeah. So this was something that occurred to me very early in life. The stigma surrounding age, of course, as a young person, the stigma is the, the young end of that stick, right? And, um, that you don't know what you're talking about, that you don't know what you're talking about, that you're just going through a phase that, um, you, you know, you're not, your little brain isn't mature enough to know that you want to do something creative with your life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. When, especially when you're younger, like there's a certain point. Cause like when you're really young, you get all the support cause they're like, Oh, let them do whatever, blah, blah. And then at some point, once you hit a certain age, uh, that's when, not for everybody, but for a lot of us, creativity kind of gets pushed out. The way. Like, all right, get your head out of the clouds, kid. Mm-hmm. You got to start thinking Focus realistically. Focus on something practical. Yeah. Elizabeth said, I'm curious on your point, being one of those old folks, wink face. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Tina said, I feel somewhere in between right now. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I feel somewhere in between. But back when I was, um, you know, thinking about being an artist, like early on in the early days, Thinking about my age right now, Uh it was like, you know, it was like, oh, that guy's old. (laughs) I remember being, you know, I've gone through phases and I think it also like depends on the era and it depends on what creative field you're in. But I remember being in my like um, late 20s and feeling really old in regards to the music industry. Oh, the music. Well, the yeah. music industry is ter- like even American Idol has a cap. I a think no it was geezer like, age yeah. limit of 28, I believe. 26. 26. 26 was a no geezer age limit. Like if you were older than 26, you weren't allowed to be on American Idol. And in my opinion, that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, that, there, there are plenty of musicians that started their music career like literally when they got older. And, you know, as far as like art... Obviously, the most obvious one is Grandma Moses. She didn't even pick up a paintbrush until she was like 80. So. Yeah, that's that's right. Tina said that's why the voice is superior. Oh, they don't have that, <laughs> that no geezer age limit. That's good. That's good. So this question comes from Annette, and she says, uh, Hi, Rafi. Love your new home. Um, I'm feeling down lately. Her father had passed away, and we were sending her condolences and love. Um, so she's trying to get herself out of, you know, the rut that she's feeling because her and her father were very, very yeah, close Yeah, and friends. going through that grieving process. And she says, you know, she's 50 years old. I'm 50 years old. And, you know, should I move forward? Is it too, am I too old to start my art journey? Yeah. Am I too old? Please tell me sincerely, you know, uh, honestly, like, am I too old to start? Um, obviously if you guys have been following us for a while, you know what my answer is going to be. My answer is going to be, it is never too old to start. 
Um, as long as you are breathing and you are conscious and you are capable of doing anything uh, with your mind, you are capable of starting an art career. Absolutely. Carrie said, I'll be 49 in two weeks. Definitely feel I should have started years ago that I'm too old to begin a career, especially since I still have so much to learn. Oh, Carrie, you cannot do that to yourself. Listen, I got started with my art career, sure, uh, a decade ago, and I've always been an artist and this was always something that I wanted to approach. I can tell you right now that the biggest pitfall for anybody who maybe had something else going on and then decided, Hey, I'm going to do this. And, and you're in your 30, late thirties, forties or fifties is to say, Oh, I wish I would have started early. You know, it, there's no point in focusing on that. There's nothing you could do about that. You can't go back uh, and understand that every single decision that you've made uh, has led you to this point where you are right now. So it's like, you really, really have to understand that, when it comes to art and career and expressing yourself, there is no time wasted because your entire life is going to reflect in your art. So all the experiences that you have had, all the moments in your life where maybe it was a learning thing, all the difficulties that you've had, all of that ends up getting poured into our art. So there is absolutely no time wasted. And really, it's a waste of time to think that there is. I agree. I've heard this statement a lot. And it's it's almost like um, you, you can easily think that way when you're thinking about a projected future time where you've like mastered the thing, right? But that negates like all the things that you're going to create and all the experiences you're going to have in that interim time while you are learning and growing. Samson said, speaking of Moses, he he didn't get started until he That's was true. 80. <laughs> Elizabeth said, you don't even know who you are at 26, yeah. right? You're still figuring stuff out. I mean, <laughs> at least a, I didn't. A lot of us don't even know who we are when we're in our 40s. Well, I, I think that we're just always figuring stuff out throughout our lives. And, you know, we're going to change direction and we're going to go one direction. Even getting started in an art career in my, in my late 30s, uh, I did not know which direction it was going to go. I could have never predicted where I am now and the direction that I'm heading in my life now. And I think that that's, it's all a big learning experience, no matter when you get started. Absolutely. Hi, Esther. Welcome. Esther said, my body feels like it's aging, but my creativity is sparkling. Indeed. Indeed. That's, that's where uh, a lot of the housework or not housework, but repair work on the house reminded me that maybe, um, maybe I need to just take it easy. Just pace See, things. I feel that like when you age that way, it's like aging like wine, you know, you just relax a little bit more and, um, you and know, enjoy the finer things a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, none of us need to, first off, I'm not big into the hustle mentality. So if you're older and you're thinking like, oh man, I can't keep up with these people that are hustling. It's like hustling is a waste of time. So like in my mind, I'm like, just you do you where you are no matter where you are and you just get started and get going with it and take away that excuse of like, Oh, is it too late? Because mm -hmm. if you're so focused on, Oh, it's too late or I wish I would have or could have or should have basically what ends up happening is you, you just, you, you're at a standstill. And again, I'll reiterate, if you have, if you have breath, if you have consciousness then there is absolutely no reason to not move forward with your art career. 
Elizabeth said, I'll be 54 in two months. I started learning how to draw two years ago and now I have a business. Just keep going. Yes. And that's the other thing too that I was really thinking about is, you know, um, if you say that, well, it's too late for me to start now, whatever age you are, right? You tell yourself that and you keep yourself in a holding pattern for the next couple of years. Then two years later, if you didn't start, then two years went by and you didn't start. Yeah. So just start now. Yeah. And that's and- the that's the biggest thing. It's like for me, a lot of my motivation when it comes to my art and putting stuff out there is, you know, realizing like, where do I want to be? You know, if you're going to if if you're 50 and you're like, well, is it too late for me? Then just think like, OK, well, when you're 60, you're going to regret that decision mm-hmm. and it's going to be even later. And then when you're 70, you're going to regret the fact that you didn't start when you were 50. It just it's such a mind game that that we cause ourselves to get into. And the truth of the matter is that if you are older, then you have life experience under your belt. If you are younger, then you have tenacity and vivaciousness under your belt. You know, Absolutely. Uh, Samson said, just turned 60 in February. Yeah, and Samson, you are a badass. Yeah, Esther, 62 in February. You are also a badass. Tina said, I quit art for 18 years and picked it up again at 35, and I still feel young at 43 for an art career. Absolutely. Jenny said, if you were 18 and you knew you were not going to live past 25, would you not do something you loved, or would you put all your soul into it. That's a really good yeah. perspective to think about. Yeah, that is a that is a perfect perspective cuz like that's that's basically what it is. It's like am I going to do this thing or am I going to sit there and, and tell myself that it's too late or that I'm not going to have enough time to enjoy it? And the truth is, you could spend 5 years enjoying it, 6 years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is. It's those days that you have, not 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 counting down, you know. Yeah. Till the end, because we says, none of us have any idea when the end is going to be. Twenty three forever, says yes. Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kirkman said exactly. Use your life experience to influence and motivate your art. The older you are, the more experiences you have to start with. And I will just go on record as saying, none of your time was wasted. Yeah. Even if you weren't pursuing the creative thing that you want to pursue or are are pursuing now. Even the endeavors that maybe didn't pan out the way that you thought they were going to, or you had to completely make a pivot at some point in your life, like none of that time is wasted because that time does make you who you are today. Exactly. And it's things you can draw from and go in the new direction that you're going. Samson said, Kirkman, that's the truth. I got tons to say now, but it feels like the door's about to close. Yeah. The the thing is, the door's not closed, you know? Yeah. And you're, you're saying things now. And that's, that's the thing that I have to remind myself of, because the irony is that one of my biggest motivations in life um, to keep moving forward with what I do and try new things that maybe there's a part of me that says like, you know what, you're too old to try this. I mean, look at YouTube, like, you know, I'm a dude with a, with white in my beard. You know, if you were to break down YouTube and be like, well, you know, YouTube videos, that's for the younger generation. Um, that's complete and utter bullshit. But that was something that I would hear time and time again, like, oh, you're going to put your, you, you're going to compete with these young kids and you're going to lose because they're much more tech savvy. They're, they, you know, no algorithms, they know this, they know that. And in my mind, I'm like, if I would have bought into that, I would have never, for the most part, a lot of you guys, we would have never met you. And that would have been a shame. So th- those are the things that I think about. 
Absolutely. You know, I hope I hope that um, if YouTube is still around in whatever format it's in, like I hope to still be doing these things uh, well into my older years. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I feel like doing something that brings you joy, that keeps you passionate, will has the potential to extend your active years. Yeah. To keep you younger. Um, hey, Rachel, welcome. Glad you could see the comments. Tina said, the beauty about an art career is that you don't have to retire until you can't see or no longer able to hold a brush. Exactly. I mean, think about Picasso and Matisse. They basically worked into, I mean, most artists worked until, it, because it's not work. It's, it's, it's creativity. It's creating. So like, I think that that's the biggest, the other thing too, is if you're looking at it as if it were work, right? And you're thinking like, well, I'm too old to do this. It, you are never too old to create. You're, no. you're never too young to create. I mean, we, we basically, from the moment that we could pick up a pencil or a pen or a Lego block, we're creating. Yeah. And I, I believe that that happens until, you know, the very end. Shroy said, live your life as though you can die at any moment because you can. That's true. Exactly. Again, that's true. That, that right there, that's one of my, I call it embracing the angel of death. Basically, yeah. where you look at stuff and you say, you know what? How am I behaving today because, or how am I looking at this subject? Because honestly, this could be my last moment uh, right now. Am I appreciating the people that are around me? Am I appreciating um, doing what I'm doing? Am I appreciating the ability to be able to do what I'm doing? Or am I just going to quit? Because that's that's the choice. The, uh, you know, For Annette, the question is pretty much, when you're saying, is it too late? You're saying like, should I, should I not even try? And right. I will never say, don't try. You should always try. You should always go for it. You should always put your all into it. You should give it everything that you have because you know that that thing is the thing that you want in life and why not go for it? Zara said, you can either look forward to all the fun and learning in the next 10 years or regret the same 10 years that will pass by regardless. Yeah, that's exactly, it's a concise way to say what yeah. we're getting at. Samson said, I know I'll never be the next Picasso, but I can paint like I am. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't, yeah. And Samson, you don't want to be the next right, Picasso. Right. The goal is not to be Picasso. It's that, to blaze your own trail. Yeah. Picasso's already taken. Like that, there's no point in doing it. it if you ever do that, then you know, you're following in someone else's footsteps. You, on the other hand, are beyond anything that has ever existed. You are something unique. And that is amazing. Sarah said, what about if you're older than the hills and younger than the sea? The problem when you're older is when to feel time is almost gone and you know death is looming and there will be so much left unfinished. You Sarah, know, I think no matter what age you're at as a creative, I think at some point you have to understand that there will always be things left unfinished. Always. We, I ne have we never more, get it done. I have more ambitions than I could ever fulfill in a lifetime or two lifetimes or probably five lifetimes. And that's just the the truth of it. And that's, that's the, and that's the thing about the perspective, Sarah, right? The same thing that you're saying right there could either be motivational, right? To motivate you to create, or you could look at that and like your next comment here where you say, so you think why bother? I cannot look at my life because I think because I spent a large portion of my life not doing what I wanted to do with my life, because in my mind I was like, well, why bother? 
It's like you give up before you even try. Mm -hmm. You talk, you become that naysayer to yourself. And honestly, you could either look at the prospect of, yes, we have a limited time and yes, I'm never going to get it done, but I'm going to be creating until the, because the moment that I create my last creation, let's say that I'm, I'm on my deathbed and I'm creating something. The moment that I create something, I'm going to be inspired to create something else. I am never going to get it done. And it's embracing that and understanding like it's not about reaching the finish line. It's about the journey in of itself. Absolutely. And so this segues into this question that Esther is saying is the question maybe, am I too old to become good at this or even good enough to make it profitable? And yes, for a lot of people, that is the question. That's the reason that I put music aside for so many years after I quit the last bands that I was in and I was struggling to learn music programs and I was doubting myself. And instead of keeping going with it, I shelved it. And I'm sitting here now, you know, a decade later and I've written some music, but I still find that I get frustrated with music programs. And instead of just getting in there and writing a bad song so that I can learn what I need to learn, it's like, I don't want to. I want to skip ahead to the point where I'm good enough to make a good song on this program. And it's like, we skip ahead in our minds because we want to get straight to masterful. And like, you miss out on the actual life experience when you think that way. And I can speak from that because I've done it to myself. Yeah. And so just yesterday I said, you know what? Maybe that's true. Maybe I suck with these music programs, but I am going to write so much crappy music. You're not even going to believe how much crappy music I'm about to write until it doesn't suck. Yeah. And like, and the thing is that whether or not it's good or not, that's all that's all that's a moot point. That's there are different degrees of what good is and what you decide that good is. And then once you reach a certain aspect, then good, it's a moving target. It's always a moving Mm -hmm. target. And yeah, there's going to be all these different things that you want to get started and you want to try these new things. And the fact of the matter is that if your aim is just good enough to make it profitable, then I would say that your aim is misdirected because profitable doesn't come from artwork being good. I'm sorry to break this to anybody out there. And you know what? A lot of you may disagree with me. Profitable does not come from artwork being good because there is no such thing as good or bad. There is just what art relates to this person or that person. You know, there are artists out there that have been artists for a long time and they know exactly how to do beautiful figurative drawings. And they do things that look like a child, like a five-year-old child did the drawing. And they're selling these works because it takes time to get there, because it, <laughs> you actually need to develop your style to make it look like bad art. And that's the irony of it, is that we're so concerned with what is good and what is bad that we forget that sometimes people go out there and purposely do things that are opposite of their technical training because they want to push the boundaries of what they're capable Mm -hmm. of doing. It has nothing to do with the art being good or bad. I agree with that. I do. And um, that's a good point. I think at the root of this um, discussion is, you know, what, how do you define what's going to be fulfilling for you and what's going to be, what's going to be your measure of like 
feeling good about what you've done. Yeah. Is it going to be a monetary value? Is it going to be um, an awards and acclaims value? Is it going to be uh, a level that you think you need to get to? Or are you just going to start doing it and actually really be present for that whole entire process? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's, that's the thing. If it, if it is profit, if that's your goal, then that's great. But then once you make profit, where, where are you going to go from there? Is it just more profit? Is it just more, just more, just more, you know, I, we want to aim to enjoy what we do because that's what, what's going to keep us going. And as a side effect of enjoying what you do and sharing it out there and putting it out there and really, really validating to the world, not being validated by the world, but validating to the world, hey, I'm an artist, I've been doing this, I exist, and I create, and I don't give a rip if this person or that person doesn't like my art, I am going to create and I'm going to keep putting it out there because it is doing something for me and I know that it is doing something for others out there. Maybe not you, maybe not you, maybe not you, but it is something that I am sharing with the world that makes a difference, that makes an impact. Kiri said, I have four major styles of art that I want to do, and I know nothing about any of them, drawing, painting, sewing, etc. I get lost trying to figure out how to learn it all. It's why I haven't progressed over the past six years, but I refuse to waste the next six years because I have to create. Yeah, just create it. And that's one of the things like when when we sit there, um, whenever I, I get stuck where I'm like, oh, well, I don't really know. Let's say like with watercolor, I don't really know how to use watercolor, right? Um what ends up happening is that instead of just going in there and playing, which is what I've done with everything else, like basically you just set up, you're like, you know what? Fine. I don't know how to use this. I'm going to create the biggest piece of crap ever. And I'm just going to experiment and I'm going to play and I'm just going to move forward with this. If I don't do that, I'm not going to attempt it. I'm going to overthink it to death. I'm going to research it. I'm going to look at you like basically you get stuck in a research loop because you're too afraid to just get your hands dirty and get it wrong. Mm -hmm. And so what if you get it wrong? Because that's how you learn. That's how you learn. Tina said, I don't think success isn't based on age, Esther. Uh, someone in their 70s could be so determined and have more success than a 20-year-old with no Absolutely. Work I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. And it's not even a 20-year-old with no work ethic. It's just somebody who is either A, trying too hard, right? Because there is trying too hard and you 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 get in your own way. Or somebody who is just free to create. And that's the thing, like a lot of you guys, like I know that these thoughts linger in the background, but I know I see you guys creating constantly mm -hmm. and the joy of creating and the things that you create and the fact that you share it out there, you know, and it's not getting stuck in that loop of thinking this is not successful until I blank. This is not success. Don't don't set those parameters for yourself. Just keep moving forward and tweak things and tweak things and tweak things because it is a journey. It is a journey to get to whichever area that you want to get to. And then once you get to that area, your sights are going to be set on a different thing anyway. Yeah, totally. Zara said, I think if the question is, am I told to make this profitable, people buy your story and what you stand for, not just the piece for itself. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, 
Cassie said, yeah, if I'm creating, I'm doing it for me. So it doesn't matter if others think it's good or bad. <laughs> and I want to talk about something that Samson is saying here, because I am so on board with this. It's not even funny. Um, he said, for me, success is measured in the lives you touch, not in the money you make. Exactly. Um, a few years back, probably, I started really seriously thinking about legacy because um, people were, you know, some of my like associates and different areas of my creativity were asking like, you know, well, where do you see this? Where do you see this playing? You know, what do you, what are your goals as far as the jewelry world is concerned? And I really started thinking about legacy and all that. And I realized like, my goal isn't to be a world famous jewelry designer. And as in the musical realm, my goal isn't to be like a Taylor Swift of the world at all. Um, I just want to put stuff out there. And ultimately, I just want to connect with people, maybe inspire a few people and maybe, you know, share some ideas. And I want people to maybe feel better for having met me um, and, and then you know, go blaze their own trail and, and connect with other people and so on and so on and so on. And so in that regard, I've already attained my goal. Like, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing um, without any kind of like end uh, goalpost at it. I'm already doing it. Yeah. Um, and I think there's real value in that, too. And just looking at like what I'm doing right now is kind of the goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. I'm what I'm doing right now, I am sharing this. I am creating this. I am putting it out there. I am just living a life that I want to live and leading by example in of itself. Totally. You know, like and this was this was a big thing for me, you guys, because you know, back when Clee and I, like, like you know, my my kids were grown, my other kids went to go live with their mom and I thought to myself, what have I been teaching my kids throughout their lives? I've been teaching them work a job that you hate, you know, and even though you hate it and you hate your life and you can feel yourself slowly being um, sucked dry of everything that you love about life, just keep doing it because someday you'll be able to retire and then maybe you'll be able to enjoy your life. And realizing that everything that I do is meaningful to someone, whether it is an actual, just the work of art that I create, my words, my mannerisms, the way that I handle a situation, the way that I put myself out there, the things that I think of, right? It's all part of this masterpiece that we create in our lives. Right. So we look back and we're like, oh, well, I wish I would have started my art career when I was, in, you know, 18. I think about that every once in a while. And I think to myself, like, yeah, you know, I blew a scholarship uh, to go to the Art Institute of Chicago because my junior year, I got into a huge argument with my art teacher uh, first time ever. And I ended up blowing a scholarship, didn't go to art school. Now, I think back to that time and the person that I was and the insecurities that I took with me. And I think about what kind of human I would be had I gone through that system. I would not be the rogue. I would be still very, very insecure when it came to my mm -hmm. art. And if I had gotten some kind of fame or success, honestly, I wouldn't be, I, I just wouldn't be who I am now. 
I probably would have been one of those tragic stories, you know, working for some mega gallery. And sure, I would look successful on the surface, but I wasn't creating the art that I wanted to create. I would be creating whatever they deemed was most popular. Yeah. I mean, I think about it and um, I wasn't full time doing this, but I was pursuing uh, creativity since forever. Um, And I was uh, a a working musician since the age of 19. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, really actively pursuing that with eventually moderate interest from record labels and things for our little band. And I gave that up and moved on. And um, maybe you could chalk that up as a failure. But when I look at who I was back then, it would have been a tragic story. I wasn't. It would have been one of those behind the behind the music. Yeah, VH1. and like <laughs> Tina said, like you know, I I didn't know who I was. I didn't have a handle on my emotions or even what I wanted. Uh, it, there was lots of drama. Oh, I would have been. So, I would have been drinking for the wrong reasons. Oh, I was I, drinking for the, the wrong you reasons. Know, and uh, during that time, well, in in especially with music and stuff, and yeah. like even with with art, when you get into those mega galleries and stuff like that, then we're dealing with you know substance abuse and like all kinds of things like that and i totally would have been susceptible to that back then and i i don't regret doing um pursuing the music and i don't regret setting it aside um and doing something else uh you know some people looked at it and said oh you were on the verge of something you guys were on the verge of something and you just chucked it aside but yeah it's they, like they always look at something <laughs> like a missed opportunity right. right like oh well and the fact of the matter is that if you I think about that with you and I think about that with myself. And the fact of the matter is that somewhere deep down inside of myself, I sabotaged my ability to be able to move forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Hindsight, hindsight, 2020, looking back, I, I don't know why I keep saying hindsight, 2020, we should change that to a, a different number. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hindsight, I look back and I think to myself, I wasn't ready. Yeah. And yeah, I would have gone and I would have done this and I would have been ready. But honestly, when I look at the trajectory of my life, I was stuck in a place in life where eventually my life had to fall apart. So I would imagine that, yes, I would have built this art career and I would have done this stuff and I would have been in a mega gallery and I would have been uber successful. But I guarantee you, just like celebrities that make it big, or, uh, you know, uh, YouTubers that get big on YouTube or like anybody that gets in the limelight and emotionally they're not ready for it and everything falls apart. They become a VH1 behind the music yeah. uh, episode. Cassie said, I think the hard part with getting older is that you have to learn to grow and mature while also guarding yourself from changing who you are. I think that you almost can't help but to grow and mature, especially if you're someone who's self-aware. Yeah. and and a lot of us creatives are if you're um, looking inward and you're checking in with yourself and, um, and all that good stuff, then you, then you do grow and mature. And that's it. And you also, I think you also change, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I think she means not losing yourself, not losing yourself. Yeah. Okay. So that I understand. And that's, that's where every foot forward you know, first off, you don't look at things that happen, you know, because I, I could look at the, the fact that I got burned out recently and look at that as 
a failure. Like, oh, you know, I should know better. I blah, 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 blah. This is the stuff that's in my books. And I talk about this all the time. You know, oh, I should hide this from the world and not let them know that I got burned out because people are going to think less of me. Blah, 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 blah. The fact of the matter is that it happened. And after that happened, it's the evaluation and looking at it and saying, is this me? Is this who I really am? Is this who I want to be? And understanding that every single moment is a moment for improvement. Oh, I could do this. I could do this a little bit better than I've been doing it. I could think about this a little bit better than I've been thinking about it. I could I could look at this from a different perspective than I've been looking at it. Something a little bit more empowering, something a little bit more me, whatever, whatever me is that I deem because getting lost is because there is a perception out there of you by other people. You know, people typically will tell you, especially in school and parents and bosses and, you know, uh, spouses will tell you what you are capable of and they'll tell you what you're not capable of. This is what you're good at. This is what you're not good at. And the truth of the matter is that no one can make that determination. People think that they know you, but they don't know you. For most of us, we don't even know ourselves, let alone getting older and older and older. It's just a, it's, it's a journey of discovery. It's a journey of discovery and finding out, oh, I like this. I don't like this. I want to move forward this way. I want to think about this that way. And so there, change is a requirement for growing older. That change, though, you got to evaluate every step of the way to make sure that it is you and who you determine that you want to be, you know, and that's that's where the original question of this comes in. It's like if you want to do art, then do art. Mm -hmm. Don't use the life that you've lived as a, a curse upon you for not moving forward like Oh, I've lived on this planet for 50 years and I cannot move forward now with what I want to do. It's, it's, it's so humans, we are so weird in the, the things that we think about. It's true. I, I, it's a funny phenomenon that, uh, you know, so you're young, you're young, you're young. And people are like, oh, you're young. You have no idea what you think or what you want. So just, you know, try this and try that. Don't pursue anything seriously. Um, and then it's like, it's like society in general gives you this like window of opportunity. Let's just to make it easy, call it your thirties where they're like, and now you're a grown up. So now go, 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 do the thing, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing, be a success at the thing. But you're also supposed to have kids right around this time. Right. So do that too. This is around the time where you're supposed to be like buying a house and doing all that stuff. And then next thing you know, you're in your forties and they're like, Oh, well, you're too old now. That's a lot of stress. That's probably why a lot of us get really gray between our thirties and our, and our fifties. That's, that's a lot. And when you really look at it, like if you zoom the camera lens out, that really is kind of how like a lot of folks have it set up. Yeah. Like you don't know, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. You're supposed to know, you're supposed to know, you're supposed to know, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. You're old. Stop, yeah. stop doing whatever it <laughs> stop is. Stop doing what it, whatever you're doing. Uh, just end it. Clee, you just wrote my biography. <laughs> <laughs> um, Samson said, I say, let's lock all the rich folks with their little bidding paddles and art agents and critics up in Sotheby's and Christie's and let them think they're the only ones here. We'll keep making the real art. <laughs> 
Aw, you made them sound all cute with their little bidding paddles. Aw. Could we have one? <laughs> a critic? Yeah, let's have a critic. Okay. We'll have, we'll have a critic. We'd be like, we could oh, make yeah. one. And they'll be like, you are, it sucks. And be like, oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Zara said, just don't ask anyone else about you. Learn who you are for yourself. I found that my own amazing, I found that I am my own amazing ultimate best friend. I never even leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that that was something that was very important in my life to really become my best friend because I realize I'm with me all the time. And if I'm a jerk, um, you know, there's no getting away from me. If, if, and that's, that's a stick man part of us that comes in and it's like, well, you know, you're not going to succeed at that. Right. You know? So it's like, and it's working out and really becoming a friend to yourself. Uh, so you don't say things like, you know, is it too late for me uh, to, to try and do this thing? I think there are so many actors that started their careers, like legit started their careers in their late 40s and 50s. Mm -hmm. There are writers that started their careers way later than that. There are artists that started their careers later than that. You know, so it's like some of the artists that we know picked up a brush in their 60s or got started in their mid 50s. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, two years later and they're, they're selling their art. Kyle said, I thought I needed to wait till I could quit my day job. Well, just doing it and keeping my day job. Yeah, right exactly. On, Kyle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, your corporate side hustle. Exactly. That's, that's, you know, and that's the thing. Like, if you got a day job, you don't, that was my fault. That's what kept me stuck for so long is that I, instead of, I had that idea that like, I need to quit my job and then I could do this. Mm-hmm. I need to do this and then I could do that. We all know how that ended up for me here uh, with the burnout. You know, it's yep. like you put everything on pause until you get this thing done and then you can. Well, a million things come up in between that. And what ends up happening is you never get to it. So just do it. Like what Kyle said, just do it. Yep. And I think... Um, in talking with some of, ugh, I hate to say the younger generation, what else can I Are you I talking about me? You're talking about me, aren't you? Yes, you. Thank you. You spring chicken, you. We <laughs> both are. Um, in talking with the younger I feel, generation- I feel like you are placating me. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I still feel like we're young. I don't really care. There's two things I want to say I mean, here. every time I call myself old, a lot of people are like- Whatever. You know, I just thought. So I to, think it's all relative. Yeah, really. it is. I thought to myself, you know, what what would happen internally in my body and with my motivation if I just decided to wind the clock back 10 years um, in my brain, just in my mind. Right. And consider myself to be in my late 20s instead of my late 30s. Not something I would have to even share with anyone. But if I just started thinking that way. Um, yeah. Would that change how I, how I approach things? Elizabeth says old is a mindset Yeah, and that's what it is. You know, for the longest time, I forget which song it is. Uh, there's a song out there where the singer of the song refers to himself as being 23. Mm -hmm. And I, I would say that for about 30 years, you know, I forgot what my age was and in my mind, somewhere in my mind, that song related to me. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm 23. 
And then, you know, every once in a while I'd figure out something. It was actually a friend of ours that was constantly harping about age, about age and about what age means and how old. And like every time there was that thing and they'd ask me, well, how old are you? And I was like, I don't know. I don't think about that stuff. And then they would like go through the whole thing and do the math and all that stuff. And I was like, just give it up. Who cares? Like I know people that are... My dad is in his 70s and he'll go out and do like construction work in the yard and get up on the roof yeah, and, and work goes, on like, things. Deep ocean commercial fishing with yeah. his buddies. And-, and he does all this stuff. And I know people that are in their 50s that don't don't get up off the kitchen chair and watch t- or don't get up from watching TV. So like I, it really is a mindset. Yeah. Cassie said, rewinding my mental clock, I think I'd let go of a lot of guilt about wasting time. Yes. And I don't believe that we've ever wasted time, but it's an it's an interesting exercise to just test, you know, what's it gonna hurt if you just decide in your in your mind that you're 10 years younger and yeah. just move forward from that perspective. And Cassie, it's not a waste of time. Yeah. The fact is that if you're you're here, you're having this conversation with us. whatever it was that went on in your life led you to where you are. You know, the, the fact of the matter is that if we're here and we're having this conversation, we're all absolute successes Mm -hmm. in life. I mean, we've succeeded in life. Uh, You know, taking the quote away from Charlie Sheen, I'm going to say that we're winning. We're absolutely (laughs) winning at life. You guys, like we're here, we're having this conversation. We're thinking about creative things. We're having, we're having, we're not just having like, hey, how's the weather out there? We're not having boring conversations about nothing. We're having actual conversations. That's big. That's big. And so like everything in your life led you to this point right now. So none of it is a waste. None of it is a waste. Zara said, yep, age is just a mindset. So have a success mindset and train your brain to look for past to success and joy and everything else you want. Be yep. the thing. And your brain will start seeing lighted paths to get there. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, that's that's an interesting thing because when you look at that and you look at the information that we process, for example, right? Because like our eyes, our senses, everything, there's a, a million, a million pieces of information that are coming in every second, right? Every second, you know, somebody breathes, somebody's eye twitches, somebody, you hear a sound outside, the temperature, all of it, million pieces of information. And our brains could only really process about a thousand at a time. So the thing that we call consciousness, what we're conscious of is the the few things that we're processing. Here's the interesting thing about that is that you will delete, distort, and generalize all the other, other information, right? So when you go up to a doorknob, you don't have to relearn how to use a doorknob if it's slightly different than another doorknob because you generalize that information. When you lose your keys, chances are that your mind, you're thinking about something else. And like, if, and I know that this has happened to everyone where you lose your keys and then you, you know, moments later, you're like, my keys were right there. Mm-hmm. It's like you they know? materialize yeah. in front of you. And yeah. like, and that's the thing, like our brains do that. And it's quite amazing. Think about it. Every second you're taking in a million pieces of information and you are only processing a thousand. That is a very small amount of that. And what we think about, what we focus on, that's like flashing a flashlight in the world and, and, only looking for those things that you're processing. So if you're like, 
oh, I'm old, it's too late, it's too whatever, you're literally going to delete any opportunities that are going to show you the opposite of that. It's it's where things get really crazy because your brain will have to make sense of the world according to the way that you believe the world is. It has to make sense of you according to the way that you believe you are. And it's a good thing that it does that because it makes the world manageable yeah, for us. But it, yeah. when, when you understand that, you also understand that you can direct that. Carrie yeah. said, everyone I know in my age range says, oh, I hurt because I'm getting old. I've gained weight because I'm old. I can't do so-and-so because I'm old. Clee, I'm doing what you're doing and deciding that I can choose not to feel 50. I can feel 25. I can lift weights, run marathons, and start an art career. Yeah. Heck, yes, you can. You absolutely can. Um, it's, you know, and this is another one of those things that I'm like, too much gets generalized here because it does come down to an individual's decision. Um, you could be, you could be in your forties and decide that you're old. <laughs> um, yeah. I've watched people in my family decide that they're old in their forties and they start developing all kinds of, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, stuff. you're gonna, you're gonna, the world has to make sense to you. And I've so met, if you're like, Oh, I'm old then it's going to be hard. Yeah. And I've met people in their seventies and eighties that don't feel old who, live more active lifestyles than lots of people that are half of their age. And I think, and you know, even the generalization that like young people don't know what they're doing and they're directionless and this and that. Yeah. I know a ton of young people who are so ambitious. Yeah. Now and we, we run into cask, you know, cast, cast yeah. joined us uh, on rogue family when she was 18 and look at what she's doing now. We've also run into people that, have started their careers when they were 17 and really, really went for it. And it's funny because every, you know, we all look at them, you know, even in my comments were like, well, shit, when I was 18, like, mm -hmm. yeah, the gal know. that we met in Withville who opened the gallery that she owns yeah. at 17, at 17 years yeah. old, she opened up a gallery and she has like 46 artists there. And there is no stopping anyone. It doesn't matter if, People would say, well, you're too young to be thinking about that. You should just blah, blah, blah. Or like, if you know, oh, you're too old to be thinking about that. And it's like, screw you. Screw the perception of the world. The fact of the matter is that I'm going to be 50. Uh, I don't know when, but soon at some point. Who Not knows? Yeah, I don't know. But I will be. And there is no stopping me. Like, because I don't see it as a thing where it's like, oh, I get it too old, you know, and, and obviously we're hit with those reminders all the time, because the fact of the matter is that there's so many sayings out there. Well, you know, just wait till you get blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, you know, things move a little bit slower. It's a little bit harder. It's this and that, blah, blah. you know, it's like all these, all these, what do you call those? Um, just sayings, you know, like Colloquialisms. colloquialisms, right? That just kind of like validate the fact that this is what it means to be this age. This is what it means to be that age. And really, the one that I love the most is you are just seasoned. Ooh. You are seasoned. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Samson said, I used to think it was all in the mind until I actually got old. Age and health is a challenge. Take care of your vessel. Definitely take care of your vessel. Yeah. I feel like that's all the time, though, because, you know, 
I would, I would be, you know, and I get it. Like when you're older, you take care of your vessel all the time. But I know that there were times in my thirties where like, I wasn't taking care of myself Same. and I didn't feel, you know, I didn't feel good. I had moments in my twenties where physically I felt very much older than I feel now. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it yeah. does have to do with how you take care of your vessel for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Rachel said platitudes. Platitudes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Platitudes. Thank you, Rachel. Zara said the coolest thing is that you get to choose at any point in time what to think about and and dwell on. It's either going to lift you up or thoughts that bring you down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and the perspective on how you think about it, you get to decide how you're going to think about it. Sure. There's ways to look at stuff um, that is typical. This is how people deal with this when this happens. People get real sad when that happens. People get angry when this happens. But no matter what, you could take a look at it and you could decide how it is. What is my perspective going to be on this? What is my perspective going to be on starting a career, an art career at 50, that is going to make me feel empowered and like this is absolutely within my control? That, that's, that's all you. That's your perspective. It's either that or you're buying into some perspective that just doesn't work for you. It's not going to make you feel empowered. It's going to make you feel like it's impossible. And like like Sarah says, we have the opportunity to decide how it is that we're going to look at the situation, no matter what the situation is. And sure, sometimes our mind is going to go somewhere and maybe we're going to dip down and like not feel like it's possible. That happens to all of us. We have those moments, I like to call them, a momentary lapse of brilliance, Mm -hmm. right? Because in my mind, I'm like, we're all brilliant. We get to decide how it is that we're going to look at these situations that happen in life. And every once in a while we get, we get carried away by some old processing of thoughts or something like that. And then we have a momentary lapse of brilliance. Even from there, we could pull ourselves back and decide how can I look at this from an empowered way? Yeah. And it's everything. It's everything. You're either, you're either, and this is going to sound very rude and I do apologize ahead of time, but you are either whining about your situation or you are deciding to look at it from a more empowered vantage point. Right. And I'm not saying that if, when you're whining, that that's a bad thing. You might be whining. It's a good way to determine, oh crap, I am whining. That means that I am looking at this from a very disempowered place very disempowered place. How can I change that? How can I turn this thing around? Because I don't want to live here. I don't want to live in this place where opportunities uh, don't seem like they're a possibility for me. And that's the way that I look at it, right? I whine all the time. I, I really do. That there's there's a lot of you know. I'm like, I don't want to do this, you know. And that that to me is like a warning sign. Like okay, it's time to take a look. Uh, we all have our whiny yeah. moments. Uh, Deanne is dropping in. Hey Deanne. hey, Deanne. Severe weather here, but I will be 68 this summer and with no one to be caretaker for. Yeah, yeah. I am moving forward with my art. This yes. is my year. Yes, and yes. it has been, Deanne. You've gone out and you've done these shows, and they've been. You know, you, you, in my eyes, Deanne, are a success because you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's something I know that you will contact us and let us know that you're proud of us. Well, you have no idea how proud and how much we love you because you're doing it. And yeah, you're 68. 
Carrie said, not rude. It's the truth, Rafi. Zara <laughs> said, you. tough love time. <laughs> tough tough love. love. Yeah, totally. Every so often, almost regardless of what it is that I'm thinking about, I come around and remember that like 99% of all the things that we think about is like all made up shit. Yeah. Like, and for the most part, it's just made up shit that like a large percentage of the people in our reality bubble agree upon. Like all these social norms and standards and things is just, it's just it's stuff. Just, it's just bullshit. And like, like, like we, we made it up. We literally like made it up. Table etiquette. Right. Like, you <laughs> like know, table and etiquette. people get so bent out of shape over to a table etiquette. I'm like, really? Like we like, made that shit up. So like, literally, like I can just throw away the script and just do pretty much do whatever I want define stuff however I want to, pursue whatever I want to, and as I like to say, see how much fun stuff I can get away with before I shuffle off this mortal coil. Yeah, indeed. See how much cool stuff I can get away with doing in my lifetime. Linda says, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny because that's one of those comments that like, um, a lot of people will discount that and be like, oh, that's airy fairy, like whatever magical thinking, blah, blah, blah. But the fact of the matter is that the reason they say that is because they don't understand how the brain works. And it's it just, it is all true. No matter how you look at it, you can change that perspective. And in changing that perspective, you literally change your world. You change the way the world looks looks to you because then you are focused on opportunities versus being focused on what's not working. And so if you find yourself in those moments where you are just constantly surrounded by drama and bull crap and like things aren't working out, well then guess what? It's you got you, you got to look at it from a different now that being said, there's always going to be shit that doesn't work out. Things are not going to go good. Tragedies are going to happen. It, you know, like it's just, it's the world. But at the same time that all those things are happening, there is a myriad of other things that are happening that are positive. And the difference is like, you know, at different points, you're going to be focused on different things, but it's being aware of that and being deliberate about that and understanding, you know what? I don't feel good today. This happened. I'm okay with it. I'm going to sit in this. Let me sit in this, mm -hmm. right? I'm doing this deliberately. But understanding that you have, you do have a choice, you know, and I think that that's, that's one of those reminders. That's when I reevaluate the way that I'm living my life or the decisions that I'm making, that's the reminder that I have to, I have a choice. I am either thinking deliberately or I am letting my thoughts and fears run away with me. Yeah. Regardless of age, regardless, says yes. Dan, do it. You'll be so surprised at how it keeps you moving forward. Age should never be considered. Get that off the excuse list. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Airy Fairy got me this far, said Rachel. Yes. Right. <laughs> Leslie said, a late hello. Welcome, Leslie. You know what's cool about um, getting older in general uh, is, I think, for a lot of us, uh, we don't care as much about being judged or... Yeah, there, there's a lot of people, a lot of people that the natural process of getting older, 
actually freed them from the what will the neighbors think? Yeah. A friend of ours recently said, like, I just reached a point in my life where my give a fuck meter just maxed yes. out and broke. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and um, there, there, for me, there's some truth in that, too. I get more comfortable in, in, in being clee yeah. with each day and year that passes. Corey said, time to change the diapers. Get rid of the shit. Age doesn't mean you're obligated to carry around your accumulated crap. Indeed, Corey. Yes. Very well said. Yes. Very, very well said. Yeah. It's, you know, you're either, you're either walking around with all these insecurities, you know, a lot of people, I remember uh, when I first started my art career, maybe I was about a year into it and people would come up and say, yeah, you know, it's a good thing that you're doing art. I always want to do art, um, but my mother never let me get into it. Right. And I'm talking to somebody who's like in their thirties. It's like, my mom never let me get into it. And I was like, you're, your mom still like, is this happening right now? Like you're in your thirties and you're telling me that your mom didn't let you, he's like, no, no. When I was younger, I'm like, well, then why are you still using that as an excuse? Yeah. Like, why are you carrying that shit around? Why aren't you changing that story? Why aren't you deciding like, hey, mom, you were kind of a jerk by not letting me do this. I get it. Maybe you were afraid, but guess what? I'm going to effing do this anyway. And like, I think that that's, that's, that's one of those things. It's like where Corey's saying like, get rid of the, get rid of the shit. Mm -hmm. Take a really close look at the things that you believe and the excuses that you're using for not moving forward and doing something that you want to do, because chances are it's just a bunch of bull crap that you're telling yourself to give you the excuse to give you an out that you're not going to be, and you're not going to be happy with that. You know what else? The the people that spew garbage and venom and hatred in the world, they don't think they're too old to be doing that <laughs> bullshit. They're going to be doing the people that are just vehemently just they're like, I'm going to do that until they're the going to do I it. Till the, you know what? So the, the world needs us to keep doing it too at any age to keep shit in balance. Yeah. And I, that, I, I believe that because, because the, the a-holes of the world aren't, aren't retiring either. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Cruz said, I just picked up my art pieces that were on exhibit for a local art show that just ended and it dawned on me. I'm doing this. Yes. Cruz. I am. Yes, you I are. love that. Yes. You guys, you, you guys, I, I adore the rogue family. You guys are doing it. And that's the thing. You come from all walks of life and all ages. We've got people that are teenagers. We got people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Like, and you're doing it. And that's that's one thing that if Annette, you're listening to this, and I just want you to know that it's never too late. It's never too late. And the only thing that you can really, really do is push yourself forward and let go of the age story. That age story is just a bunch of myths and bull crap that have been passed down generations and spread in order to put people down and make people feel like they're less than. It's just crap. So don't allow yourself to tell yourself the same thing. Yeah. Sarah said, I was just going to say something similar, Miss Clee. The only thing I hate is shock when I look in the mirror. I know I am judged by others. I'm not looking younger, but my art is as a child. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, Sarah, that that's also another part of it is looking at the mirror and you are either growing old gracefully and falling in love with 
every aspect and nuance of your new self, or you are holding on desperately to an old version of you that is, you know, that hasn't evolved. Um, I have to look at that when I look at every single new white hair in my beard. Uh, the fact that my hair fell out years ago and, and I'm, you know, bald, the fact that like, you know, I'm not, I'm not as, as strong, uh, built, uh, quite the way that I was that I have weird hair that grows in places that, you know, hair is not supposed (laughs) to grow. And I could either look at that and fall in love with this new version of me, this ever changing version of me, or I could wish that I looked like what I looked like back in whatever, you know, like everybody has that idea that that's how the world works. Like, oh, you know, do you have people that peaked in high school in popularity and like what Mm -hmm. they thought success was going to look like? That's so sad. It's like, no, it doesn't end there. Your life doesn't end because you're getting older. No. It's, it's, it's only just beginning. Life is not the 20 year period between too young to know and too old to do. It's just not exactly plain and simple. Life is life. However much time we get, see how much fun, awesome, beautiful stuff you can get away with doing. Deanne said, I wish I lived near Annette. I'd go help her start moral support. If nothing else. Yeah. And that does it. Rafi, you have just helped me more than you know. <laughs> Thank you, Kiri. I'm glad that this helped. This, uh, Corey said, this podcast is full of perfect examples of people who are doing it. We are the examples we seek. We need to look at each other for inspiration, not compare ourselves to others who aren't anything like us. Indeed. Yep. I Indeed. fully agree. Yeah. Samson said it gets worse as you get older. Oh, Are you talking God. about the the hair, the hairs in places? That's all right. That's all right. It, it's not going to get worse. It's going to get better because I love them. You know what I mean? The hair. He I said. love them. Love them. Yeah. <laughs> you got to You got to embrace the hair, Samson. Embrace the hair. Uh, you know. Kiri said, I look in the mirror and point out what I hate, but that keeps me in the past. Time to embrace 49-year-old Kiri with wrinkles and cellulite and love her. Dude, I feel you, Kiri. I think to some degree we all look at ourselves from this really critical, nitpicky way until it goes too far and you find that you're feeling really crappy about it. And then you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? (laughs) You're buying into what the stupid beauty industry has made us all believe for so freaking long. I mean, listen, one of the things that I did when I was doing the research in the marketing book was going back and looking at exactly how uh, a lot of habits that people have beauty habits that we have and things that we believe these things stem from like advertising about over a hundred years ago and it's ridiculous. And, and to the extent, you know, like people basically are buying beauty creams because they are trying to hold on to their youth desperately and they're trying to avoid the angel of death. And it's like, no, you embrace it. You embrace the fact that you are getting older. Clee calls every single one of her white hairs her wizard hairs. Yes. I thought it was hilarious when your mom was like, are you going to dye your hair? And you were like, why would I no, do that? No, these are my wizard hairs and I get more powerful with each one that I get. Exactly. <laughs> and every single ear hair that I have, every ear hair that I have helps me hear the world better. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Zara said, I love wizard hairs. Yeah. Me too. Gray power, said Leslie. Exactly. Exactly. I want, I want my body to reflect the life that I've lived. When I really think about it, I want the laugh lines. I want the, the wrinkles around the eyes from, yeah. you know, when I smile or when I'm squinting to look at something. Um, I want, I just want my body to reflect the life that I've lived and I want to live an active and fulfilled life. Yeah. Um, and I want all of my, you know, my signs of age to be, uh, what they are <laughs> to be proud of them and the life that I live. Esther said, Oh, my Lanta, I am the most powerful wizard. Yes, well, you are. You are. You are. Yeah. And you're a magical unicorn wizard. Yeah. So there's that. No, I think about it. it there, so there's a book that nobody will read because it was a book that I wrote years ago, while, right around the time that I left corporate and decided I was going to change my life and my experience. And it was just kind of like a, a journal for myself. This book got lost when my hard drive crashed. But in that book, there is a story of... Uh, at one point, I for a very brief stint, I was a manager at Walden Books. So, like, I would go to the malls early, and to open up my shop, and do book counting and stuff. And there were always the the mall walkers. We called them, you know, it was mm -hmm. like oh, the, yeah. the older people that would go to the mall to get some exercise. And it was interesting because what I realized was like people had the dominant expression of and feeling emotion of their life on their face. And then the older you get, the more that that dominant expression becomes really prominent. Becomes really yeah. prominent. So like, uh, there was one gentleman who just looked really angry. Like he looked really angry and he'd be running around. He just looked mad. I was like, this guy's mad. And then I saw him talking to somebody as he was getting coffee and he was really pleasant, but his facial expression was just stuck there. There was a woman that looked lost all the time. Mm -hmm. There was a gentleman that just looked sad all the time. And there was another gentleman that just had the laugh lines and just looked vibrantly happy. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself like that, I want that to be my dominant expression. I want that to be what my face and my demeanor and everything curves around. That's what I want. And it was it was a very powerful moment for me because in that moment I realized that everything that I do throughout my life has an impact on how I look and feel about myself. And that you know and I think that 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 covers it all and that's that's what got me started on this journey is that it's not only about visually the way you look but the fact that you're speaking a language with the way you move, the way you smile, the way you don't smile, the way you feel about yourself when you look in the mirror, it's all a language that radiates from you. And I think, um, I think it's important to take a look at that when you're making any kind of decisions, you know, like going back to the question from Annette, am I too old? Well, how do you want to see yourself in that moment? How do you want to see yourself for the next 10 years? Yeah. You know? So many people kill themselves at work uh, 
kill themselves at the gym. Yep. <laughs> like, and, and I, there's, it's weird that that's the expression, right? Killing yep. yourself at work, killing yourself at the gym. Uh, to, to have this persona as though it's almost like a lot of people don't live the life they want to live, but they want to have the appearance of like have living that life yeah. instead of just living a life that brings you laugh lines and a sparkle in your eye. Yeah. I, um, Esther says, my mom had a friend who said, I've always wanted to be, to be a sweet, old, sweet lady. old lady. Guess yes, I better, I better get, get started. started. <laughs> I love that. The science and psychology of simple smile is worth giving some. Yeah, for absolutely, sure. Leslie. Absolutely. All right. And I think that that brings us to the end of this very, very awesome conversation. Mm -hmm. um, this is this is one of those powerful conversations because it's something that people don't necessarily talk about enough, I feel. I agree. You know, like yeah. I, I feel that a, a lot of it, a lot of the lingo that we hear in the world is just kind of like going by the status quo of the way that you usually look at age. People that are young are this, people that are old are this, if you're middle, you're this, if you're retired, you're that. And it's like you have all this labeling that goes on and it's just not true. We're all individuals. And really what it comes down to is like your life is your life and you get to determine how it is that you're going to live it and how you're going to feel about yourself. Um, again, you could call your you could look at your the, the white hair that is growing in your hair and look at it as a symbol of the end is nigh. Or you could look at it and say, these are my wizard hairs. Every single one of these just emanates with my power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're, ne you're never too old, but don't procrastinate. No, no. I think that's a great uh, phrase to end this by. Yeah. You're uh, never too old, but don't procrastinate. Don't procrastinate. Don't put it off. Just do it now. Just do it now and have fun doing it. I love that, Samson. That's perfect. It's my unicorn mane, said Esther. I love that. Yes. After this conversation, I have decided to get back into shape, said Tim. Excellent. That's yeah, that's my uh, that's my ongoing uh, dedication is to get back into shape, which is probably why subconsciously we bought a house with so many steps. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cruz said, art is beyond the limitation of age. It's just waiting on those that wish to jump in and put it out there. Beautifully put. Yep. Beautifully put, Cruz. That is beautifully put. It is. It has nothing to do with your age. Matisse, Picasso, and so many others created artworks basically under deathbed. Mm -hmm. um, and well into late, late, late ages. And I think, honestly, the vitality of creation and just doing what we do and having that outlet to express just adds to our life. You know, it just not only adds to our life in the moment, but I guarantee you that it adds a bunch of years to our life. I am sure it does. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's say let's call that a day. And unless you have something else to add to that, to any of that. No, I oh. think I think a lot of great stuff was said. Go forth and do the stuff. Go you guys. forth. And again, Annette. Go forth, do it. Anybody out there, no matter what age you are, listen, I was telling myself that I was too old for this and that when I was in my 30s. So just move forward, do the things that you love because yeah, sure, life is short. 
So you might as well do it now. If not now, when? If not now, when? And uh, so let's do the closing here. Thank you so much to everybody that was here. Thank you for your comments. You, the Rogue family, you guys are amazing. And it's it's always so insightful to have you here and have these conversations with you on these subjects. And Annette, thank you for that question. It was a fantastic question. I hope you got something out of this podcast. And for everyone else listening to this, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for supporting our podcast, for supporting mm-hmm. our channels and different things like that. And if you have not supported this podcast or are not subscribed, I'm sure that there's a subscription button around here somewhere for you to click on. Um, I'm not going to tell you to smash that, but go ahead and smash your own subscribe button if you have one, but you know, you could click on mine. (laughs) And other than that, I want to say goodnight. You guys are absolutely freaking amazing. I adore you. And Clee, would you like to say goodbye? Good day. (laughs) That's it. Adios.